Hey, what's up? This is your host, Kat Jones. Today is May 14th, 2020. She blinded me with science on queer all year. Wow, McG is going to be mad at the levels I just got. And uh, speaking of McG, I am joined by him, and he is my sound producer and co-host and bro. Eat my shorts. Dang it, I have to actually use the compressor once. I have to do my job. Oh, man. <laughs> you won't. That yeah. got so close to the red. Well, it's yeah. gonna. S- I mean, I can fix it. I'm in a closet. I, I can't talk loud. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can't eventually, like, that won't be a problem. I'm just on a new uh, USB interface, and I haven't figured out everything and new programming. But eventually, it'll be back yeah. to the point where we don't have to worry about being way too loud. Yeah. Well, if my adapter comes in tomorrow, and, and then I can be in the pod cave again, and then I'll be able to back away from the mic. Yeah, she'll have to. an actual microphone as opposed to uh, this uh, current setup. Yeah. Uh, but, and I'm hoping it won't take me three hours to set up again because man, did I get a migraine from clenching my jaw. <laughs> um, oh my Oh, just gosh. because everything I'm was so missing. Well, trying to move I got spaces. everything working except, yeah, well, I got everything working except that I couldn't get it to input into my computer. And then I find out that Mac has made it so that you can't get oh, anything right. into that your computer unless you deal. use the MacBook speaker. Yeah, it's a... So I have... Gosh, it's a racket. Oh, my gosh. It made me so mad because I spent so long, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I think it just worked. And then, no, it was that the I got the whatever the thing is called. Yeah. If you have a non-Apple product and you're trying to use it with an Apple product, you have a paperweight. <laughs> well, if you have an Apple product and you want to use your audio jack for a microphone jack, you're screwed. So, well, I mean, there are some ways around, but um, today, yeah, uh, what, was, what were we just talking about? Oh, the chicken dance. That's what's oh, up. Today, yeah. So, I like to use this website called On This Day to get our kind of funny. Yeah, to give you guys things, just our little we- know, or weird the... intro stuff. Yeah, and usually it's like, you know, Golden Retriever Day and Go Write a Poem Day and Go Sit in a Cemetery Day, but, like, all on the same day. Today is just the Chicken Dance Day. Hmm. It doesn't have and anything else, so they figured that was enough. Yeah. Which it may be. I feel like, I mean, they're, they're, looking, they're always looking for awareness days, it seems like. Like, you'll have 18 on one day. Like, is there anything other to the Chicken Dance between, like, uh, using... Making wings with your arms and then clapping? Is that it? You, um... Arms... At some point, you, like, scooch your butt down. And kiss oh, and then you do your hands. Hut. You, you... It's the wings. Oh, yeah, you do do that. And then you, uh, like, shimmy down, like, and then you do, the like, the hands. Or whatever. And then... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's not actually called the chicken dance, is it? Is it? It's like the turkey dance or something. Yeah. To me, it sounds called. like something that we appropriated from Latin culture, I assume. Uh, I think it sounds like something that they would really appreciate in Pennsylvania. But Pennsylvania what? has Why a Pennsylvania? very strange... They have a very strange affinity for polka. Oh. There. Have you seen... Well, uh, just because the they're... Polka um, you know, in Europe, polka is more... I don't know. They're, 
I made you watch that movie with Jack Black. I still right? haven't seen it. It's on the list. I can't believe I keep it's forgetting. It's so yeah. good. And there's also a documentary about the real guy. And it's just like, and I'm just like, there are so many people losing their minds for polka in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's great. I mean, He's it's got amazing. a polka empire. My uh, old clarinet instructor uh, was huge into polka. That's when I first found out that someone could be into polka. And then I got, you know... Yeah, exposed to that. So I mean, like, polka is fun to play on clarinet. I will give you that. Like, um, yeah. But I wouldn't listen to someone do and it. It, <laughs> it kind of, I mean, it kind of makes you happy. I wouldn't go to a concert, but you hear polka and you're just kind of like, yeah. Man. I mean, you know, like the um, the Pennsylvania polka that they play every year for uh, punk, punk Satani Phil. You uh never uh, prognosticator of prognosticators. I don't believe that there is. Well. This is, uh, I can't back this up. I was going to say there's never been anyone <laughs> killed to a polka. Um, what I was basing that on is that, that I, would be all horrifying. polkas are in three. That's what the, is, uh, that's what makes a polka. Polka is the, the, um, mm, yeah, the, the two upbeats and the one downbeat, the, mm, uh, uh, mm, uh. Uh, and mm-hmm. soldiers can't march to that. They just don't. Everything they do is in two or in four. So, oh, so you're um, saying in, in a, a war, war, they've never played a polka. So polka may be one of the more innocent genres of the world. I feel that like and if the waltz. Slowed... Or, wait, no. Can a waltz be in four? A waltz is three, four. Oh, okay. I know how to waltz. Yeah, a waltz is in three. I, yeah. learned, I learned how to waltz when we were doing My Fair Lady in middle school, and I was an extra, <laughs> and we got to learn how to waltz. Fun. And that's a life skill I learned in middle school. So, um, uh, I guess, in all fairness, there... Oh, wait, the... Yeah, chicken dance is polka, we decided, right? I'm pretty sure So it, it could be the most peaceful tune of its era. When I was looking at it, it did say it was made by a guy from Switzerland. That sounds right. So, I feel like if you slowed it down, you could probably have a murder scene to it in a movie. Yeah, or like, I mean, a creepy clown uh, scenario would be uh, intensified by a polka. Like a... uh... Yeah, see, now we have ensured that I am going to have a nightmare tonight involving a clown doing the polka dance (laughs) as it comes toward me. Uh so, well yeah you you brought yourself into that you the, you wanted to talk polka. I guess yeah if you want to talk polka you <laughs> gotta take the nightmares that come with it. I guess. <laughs> okay, we gotta get on I, to your time, super long thing here. I want to talk about Groundhog Day. Uh, every time I think of polka, I think of, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about Randy Kraft, who I just discovered let's do it the other day. Okay, so, uh, so there are multiple things that happen in queer history every day, and I save them, uh, many of them, for future years. And McGee's like, I'm pretty sure his face just went, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I honestly wasn't listening. I was looking there... at this thing over here. On, <laughs> just think about Tyra <laughs> Banks. There's um. So there are other things that happened today, but there was just nothing as interesting to me as a serial killer, because you know me. And I'm sure there were important things that mattered, but I'm Cat Jones. Right. 
welcome to my world. We are going to 1983. Serial killer Randy Kraft is arrested. And we're go here we go. So, he's known as the scorecard killer and the freeway killer. He shares the freeway killer name with William Bonin and Patrick Kearney, who are also homosexual serial killers, which I don't know. I don't know why I'm spending this much time thinking about it lately, but it seems like a lot of serial killers kill guys or gay guys killing guys. Like, not all the time. I feel like uh, that has to do with, um, well, I mean, like, if it is true, it would have to do, like, built up, uh, like, repression probably from. Yeah. That's what they were thinking with um, Randy. Yeah, that's what they're thinking with Randy Kraft here. Uh, yeah, so the two other freeway killers are William Bonin and Patrick Kearney, um, and several hundred other long-haul truckers, because serial killers have learned that long-haul trucking is the perfect job to get away with killing people, and I am not, like, joking. That is an FBI statistic. There are up to 300 active serial killers on the highway. So, anyway, um, (laughs) Randy Kraft had a really good upbringing, surprisingly, for a serial serial killer. Uh, But he realized when he was gay in his teenage years and was concerned about how his family would handle it, he kept it hidden for a long time. Uh, When he finally came out, his dad, like, had, like, blew up. uh, I was going to say something, but no. Uh, And his mom was uh, disapproving, but gentle gentler so like that you know that look where it's like i'm not mad at you i'm disappointed in you type of thing i guess which is sometimes worse um eventually his family accepted his sexuality and they were you know everything went back to normal in the family they remained close to him but his siblings say that he did start pulling away from them after he came out um after he came out is pretty close to when he started killing too so i wonder you know but he, he was super smart. Like, he he was able to take accelerated classes in middle school, which they didn't have at our middle school. I think it was just gifted, and that was not an accelerated No one class. was accelerated was... there. <laughs> we were that accelerated was, in ADD. That school was meant to uh, keep uh, those people it was, around it's meant to... there. It, that school was designed to... Make people the school fail. was designed to get us ready for for prison. Yeah, and I mean that literally. It's designed on the Panopticon. But like, um, if you look back at our um, sometime alumni or whatever, and see where they are now, I mean, like, a lot of them are are fine, but um, not a lot. That's school was uh, systemically repressive. Yeah, no. I'm not sure how many of my friends made it out of there. Okay, I did see a girl's I know, a handful get pulled of out of her head, and a handful that got murdered. Yeah, one of my coworkers just got murdered. But um, so uh... moving on. Good God, yeah. Uh, he's a teenager. That's why I'm saying it. So um, he was yeah. So he took accelerated classes in middle school. Um, he did real well in, in high school. Like, so he was super smart, like just crazy smart. 
Um, and even before high school, for some reason, he got really interested in politics and he wanted to be a senator. Um, and he was a Republican. Like, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying that's how hardcore he was Republican. He was Republican. I mean, like, to be uh, a Republican str- in high school, like, that's a pretty strong thing. Well, e- even, before yeah, even before high school, to know what a Republican is before high yeah, school that's for me a was, like, different thing. Yeah. That's an opinion you got from your parents. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so he was a straight A student in high school. He graduated 10th in his class out of 390. Wow. He then attended Claremont Men's College, which is a college only for men, which is, uh, yeah. He joined ROTC there and attended rallies in favor of the Vietnam War. He helped campaign for Barry Goldwater, who was a, the Republican presidential candidate in 1964. And since you probably have never heard of uh, the words President Goldwater, then we know how that election went. Um he finally decided that his Republican views were just an attempt to get his parents' approval. Uh, he was, yeah, so he was just like, this is, no, I just can't. I've been, whole, I've been doing this because my parents told me. So he um, kind of dropped that. Uh, he had his first gay relationship in 1964. So, like, he dropped Republican and had a gay, started his first gay relationship, like, same year. Uh, he then he became a bartender at a local gay bar. Um, in 1966, he got arrested for trying to proposition an undercover cop, um, but no charges were filed because he had no previous record and he was white. Um, in 1977, he finally flipped and registered as a Democrat, campaigning so hard for Robert Kennedy that Kennedy sent him a personal letter thanking him, and that has got to be in some murder. Uh, museum somewhere and i would like to read it and what the world would have been with president bobby oh my gosh anyway mm. so um despite being so hard working in middle school and high school he became sloppy and in, in college like he got into booze and drugs and gambling like everyone does and he had to take an extra semester uh, but he did graduate with a bachelor's in economics and if you say that you know someone who didn't screw up their last semester of college, then you're a liar. Hmm. So um, I'm just saying, like, that's not any sort of education about him. I had to take an extra year, too. So in 1968, he joined the Air Force. Uh, hi, Lance, if you listen. Uh, he supervised the painting of test planes. <laughs> that's an important is- job. I feel like at that point, if when you introduce yourself to someone, you're like, I work on test planes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. He became an airman first class, and he received a general discharge in 1969 because for some reason he marched into his superior's office and announced that he was gay. And his discharge was listed as medical because they kicked him out for being gay. Uh, and... Kraft got a lawyer and tried to file a lawsuit to get them to change what the grounds were, but the discharge status remained medical. So I don't know what that was, but I find that like admirable and brave to like just you knew you couldn't do that. That yeah. was illegal. So Something what was finally that? Sli- you know? or snapped there or whatever. Yeah, he was like, "I'm coming out. Yeah. I want the world to know. I'm going to let it show." Um, but it was. Um, so it, it was. I mean, it's just. An honorable, honorable discharge. No, it was a general discharge. Oh, okay. There's honorable, dishonorable, general, right. as far as I'm aware. 
Um, yeah, so, like, so it just kind of shows how there's, like, multiple sides to people. Like, you know, like, he did this crazy, strong thing, you know, and then he kills people, you know. BTK was a good Boy Scout leader or whatever. John Wayne Gacy <laughs> was really great at it. You know, like, there's people have, like, these sides, and you're like, well, but mm-hmm. then why? Then why? There's no telling. Did you not just keep, just keep doing that? I guess I should say he became a Democrat. Um, Gacy was also a Democrat. Um, Bundy was a Republican. If you if you're in true crime things, you fight about that all the time. Okay, so we have officially hit the good thing in his life, and we are about to take that stomach dropping crash through the floor. Uh, McGee, you remember the uh, Orlando Studios Twilight Zone yeah, Tower yeah, of Terror I love that where thing. you go up in an elevator Absolutely. and it just drops from the, like the hundredth floor of an elevator and now I'm afraid of elevators? That is where we're about okay. to And I'm, I'm not going to get graphic, but... Nah, take that. <laughs> Well, it's a chicken dance day, so I figured I'd give you a little bit of your medicine there, you know. <laughs> okay, well, so, yeah, right, okay, so there's, that. that's your palate cleanser, I guess, that we have officially separated the good from the bad. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> and then when we went back, uh, after his discharge from the military in around 1970, he picked up a 13-year-old runaway, took him home, and sexually assaulted him. The boy was able to escape when Kraft left for work. He ran to the police, but he didn't tell them about the assault, which is just... Huh. I hate the 70s. I hate I hate the world. I hate... Shut up, cat. So um, he only said that he had been beaten and that his shoes were still in Kraft's apartment, and he just wanted his shoes back. So the police... Took him back, and they went in without a warrant. They searched the apartment, though. They got the shoes. No charges were filed because they went in without a warrant. So, like, whatever. I can, I can get um, being scared to talk about the sexually assaulting, but did this kid not seem harmed to these police officers? Well, he said he was beaten up. So, and I mean... Uh, it's their I, duty I, to I, arrest him at that said, point, then. I don't know that they can if they, like, just have that person's statement oh. and they don't have... They, they went in without a warrant. Yeah, I don't know. Never I mind. don't know. You, I guess, and I don't know the 70s. Yeah, touche. And it could, you know, and it's also... Pro- it could be another situation, like, when, like, you know, Dahmer's victor- or victim escaped and the cops are like, ugh, these two are being gay and just gave him back to Dahmer, yeah. you know? Could be, you know, like that. Like, ugh, it's gay. Um, like, yeah, we are. Yeah, so, we're running over. Let's get going. I know. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> we're fine. Um, so the fact is, argue with me all you want. The fact is that rape is an escalating crime, especially when someone reports a violent rape and the offender goes to jail because that's when they learned that they can't leave ri- leave living victims. So Kraft's murder mm. started in 1971. Again, I said I will not go into grisly details. Try to keep it trigger-free. I'm going to do a bonus episode where it is so not trigger-free. So he's believed to have killed 67 victims, all male, between the ages of 13 and 35. Most of them were Marines for some reason. And we think it's like, you know, that repressed thing. Like, that's the manly man he's supposed to be or whatever. And he couldn't achieve it. I don't know. That's what the psychologist I read said. 
Um, so he would drug the men with alcohol and tranquilizers, which most people think is like kind of merciful because then the people didn't feel what was happening, except that the tranquilizers he used made it so that they couldn't move, but they could, they still knew everything that was going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And he liked to torture people. He kept them for many days, blah, blah, blah. Moving on. <laughs> he took photos of his victims after they were dead that they later found at his house because he's a moron. Uh, they were mostly, the victims were mostly found along the freeways in California, which is where he got the freeway killer name. Um, let's see. The investigators were trying to be on top of it and they had, they had linked 14 murders along freeways to the same killer, but they didn't know who the killer was. So they didn't know it was, it was this guy yet. It was just like, okay, 14. Once we catch this guy, we know we have 14. And so it was as always a traffic stop that got him caught it is always something it's a traffic stop traffic stop got bundy it's just like they're idiots so he was pulled over for driving erratically and it turned out he had a murder victim in his passenger seat and so he earned the scorecard killer moniker when investigators found a list of 61 code names in his car in his car he's driving around with a murder victim in the passenger seat with a list of all the people he's killed in his car it's like he just wanted a it was just like if you got me you got me um he, uh let's see a lot of them were able to be tied to known murders but the even the ones that they were that were tied to murders like they were unidentified people so they now they know that this unidentified person was killed by this guy, but they still don't know who he was, who this person was. So um, there's still a lot of victims whose names aren't known. He was um, so he was finally caught on this date in 1983. So that's 12 years of murders. And finding the victims on the list is like one of those puzzle books that Grandma likes to do. And it's like so. Let's see. The first one on the list is stable. Hmm. There's a gay bar in Sunset Beach called The Stable, and his bartender was murdered in 1971. So that's probably him, and that's probably the first murder since that's the first name on the list. So we've got a start date of October 5th, 1971. GR2. Well, two seems to mean two victims. What could GR mean? Oh, there was a double murder in Grand Rapids? Okay, so that's that one. Um, and uh, one of the victims was Paul Joseph uh, Fucks. Which is, it's supposed to be pronounced Fuchs, but like people pronounce it Fuchs, F U C K S. But uh, you can imagine he, he wrote one word for his code word on the list, and you can imagine how he spelled that. Uh, so that's how they knew. Uh, let's see, the other one that I wanted to mention is that uh, code names Deodorant and code name Dog were found together in Echo Park. Uh, Los Angeles, but they've been killed at different times, and they figured it out because 16-year-old Robert Avila was known to wear super strong deodorant and had last been seen in Echo Park on July 21st, and 13-year-old Raymond Davis went missing in Echo Park on June 17th as he searched for his lost dog. So that's deodorant and dog. The scariest one is all caps, WHAT YOU GOT, and is the very last one and has never been connected to any murder. Uh, they were only able to get him for 16 murders because of, you know, code names and all that. Um, his defense was just arguing that nobody saw him do it. So, like, it was just circumstantial. And despite what Law & Order has told you, circumstantial cases are absolutely allowed and very winnable. Um, 
Oh, his defense also said that the scorecard was just a list of people he was inviting to a surprise party for his boyfriend. Like, you know, those parties you have with 13-year-olds and tons of Marines from at least three different states that you have to be so secretive that the guest list is written in code. You know, those parties. The trial lasted 13 months and was the most, it, like, it. I think it is still the most expensive trial in Orange County history to this date. Like, can you imagine those poor jurors? 13 months. Imagine those like, poor I think OJ was just 12, 10. Right. OJ was just like nine months, wasn't it? Like, oh my gosh. And then the jury delivered for 11 days, which I find admirable because it means they did their job. Uh, on May 12, 1989, he was found guilty of 16 counts of murder. And then that same poor jury had to come back on June 5th for the sentencing phase, which is, you know, just reiteration of all the horrible things. The defense said he was mentally ill and not intelligent enough to understand the crimes. And the prosecution was like, get out of here with that ish. Dude had accelerated classes in middle school, straight A's in high school, and a college degree that he only messed up a bit in his last year. And like I said, if you didn't mess up your last year a bit, then you're a liar. Uh, he had a high high IQ and he had a successful career, quote, working with computers. I don't know what that means. Uh, August 11th, 1989, they returned a verdict of death. And he remains on death row and has never taken responsibility. He tried suing an author for $62 million Whoa. because the author wrote a, a book, uh, like a, you know, a, like a, like a biography, like a true crime book. Like it was a book. Uh, he sued him, get this, for defaming his good name. He didn't like that it portrays him as a, quote, sick, twisted man, and that the publish publishment of the book ruined his chances for employment once his conviction was overturned oh, on, an, man. What on a, appeal. What a dreamer. Because he is out of his mind. He's a delusional MFR. Well, uh, and the, you don't the want California to say Supreme that, though, because he might... Well, never mind. I don't know. He turned delusional. He wasn't delusional before okay. then. It's fine. <laughs> The California Supreme Court was like, what is wrong with you? And just threw it out. Like, I am, I imagine them printing out the lawsuit paperwork, shredding it, and literally throwing at him through the bars like they orangutans in the Topeka Zoo with all that, their shredded paper. He wrote a letter to jail asking for money. Not sure to whom, but he writes the way I write, and it's kind of scary. Um... It's estimated that his tr that so far he has cost taxpayers fifteen million dollars. In uh, you, do you know it takes ninety thousand dollars per year to host a death mate or a death row inmate? And uh, and which is like so, that's way more than regular population. And no one ever gets executed ever. When was the last time anyone got executed? Like ninety thousand dollars. Um, if you would like to write to him, you can send him mail at Randy S. Craft, Box E-38700, San Quentin State Prison. And you can do that because a fun fact I learned from podcast Small Town Murder is that there's a website called CellPals.com, which is prisoners looking for pen pals. So you can go out there and look at their profiles and decide if you want to write to him. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he says he's a really good person and that you know he's gay but he's not prejudiced you know he had a lot of straight friends so it's a it you know he he doesn't care if you're straight or whatever 
Uh, luckily, he's not on any of the prisoner dating sites. Where did you get which the exist? info that it costs 90000 a year for a regular inmate? That's just a statistic yeah, I but... found. It, that might just be Col- or California. But, um, but like, whose statistic? In California. Who, who compiled that? Because that what? sounds, you know... Really well, it, it looked like an official website. It looked like an official yeah, but, website. Yeah, well, I mean, official websites uh, would be the most uh, suspicious. Yeah. Um, you I, know, well, if it's... Uh, I guess so. If it's like California's penal system doing that, they're obviously lying. But I, I'm sorry to disrupt. Tapping, I, I, think. I don't know. I don't remember the exact website. Safe California. I mean, it's not relevant to this, but um, whatever. See, now you've got me, so you better go into the social yeah, media. Because you've got me now. Oh, 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 into social media. Right, gotcha. No, right. seriously, you better gotcha, go into gotcha, social media because right. now I'm hey, looking well, it up. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. If you'd like to like us, we would like you a lot. Um, please check us out on Facebook on our page, Queer All Year. We also have a group that you can join. It is called the Queer All Year Mafia. Uh, Mafia. And we've got uh, more detailed conversations in there. You can tweet at us or hashtag us at um, Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is Queer All Year Pod. And if you want to get bonus episodes, um, bon- uh, bonus episodes, ringtones, bloopers and more you can join super graphic serial killer <laughs> yeah you can join patreon.com slash queer all year that's a, oh, a pretty good one uh, that it's gonna be a pretty good one i'm gonna link all of the freeway killers together okay. so be great sweet and by great i mean i'm gonna lose my mind and just hate the world <laughs> forever um i'm still hang on i'm still yeah. well uh, if you want to uh <laughs> I don't even know how to segue Great that, but um, if you could um, yeah. <laughs> also leave a review on our page, we would love that a lot. Um, so just whatever your regular podcatcher is, we prefer that you use the Apple Podcast app to do it. Um, give us five stars if you think we deserve it, or if you're just bored. Um, leaving a review is also very important. We want to know how we can make the show better for you. So... Um, this please do yes. that uh or worse if we're just too good you know we can take it down and notch oh i thought you were saying take the <laughs> podcast down i was like i don't know about the i don't think no, a I'm comment saying, no, I'm one we can, comment we can... will uh send us down no i'm saying we can lower the quality we're already mm-hmm. so high quality it's true we could be a little bit lazier <laughs> um i'm seeing ninety thousand in multiple places Okay, maybe it's right. It doesn't seem like it's the extra precautions and the special staffing and oh. that kind of crap. Oh, that's the yeah. average cost so, for someone on death row. Okay. On death row. So I was gonna say like I can support myself, but Just... you could do it on fifteen grand. Like mm-hmm. you could. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just remember, everyone, the death penalty costs more to house people than regular people. People do not get executed very often, and it takes years because they have years of appeals. So enjoy your $90,000 a year 
going to this thing that our country supports. So, you want to hear what the unicorn supports As long today? as it's not the death penalty. <laughs> no, but it is very kind of relevant oh, right weird. now. Okay. She says, get over yourself. It's probably not that serious. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Holy moly. So, uh, uh, it... That's a good one for a serial killer <laughs> episode. <laughs> and also my, you know, death penalty rant. Yeah, speaking of serial eh. killer episodes, don't like... um. I thought your whole thing was that you don't want to bring attention to the people because it gives, that's what they, that's what gets them started. Um, is it just because of the aspect yeah. here of. Um, well, this one, usually I do like to go through the victims, you know, the names. Yeah. This one, we, we know a few names, but there are 67 people that they think that law enforcement is pretty sure are tied to him. There is a person who says there are at least a hundred, and um, most of them don't have names. So, um, and I don't think he's not the kind of person who has any care about notoriety or anything. You know, he's well, like no, but I mean, like for the for the future guy. generations of serial killers that might hear it, be like, oh, all uh, right, so uh, this queer podcast might talk about me if I start killing people. I mean, no, unless you're queer and you start killing people, and then I will lambast you like insanity. I am not inter like I have no like historical like older, you know, serial killers. I'll talk about like crazy, but if you're a new serial killer, I will like just Bruce MacArthur you to heck. Like, just I destroyed him. I don't like. Let's talk about Chris Watts sometime. It's not queer at all, but he's a goddamn. Yeah, fair enough. All right, yeah, let's get out of here. uh, So, um, yeah, please, please don't fall into serial killer holes on the internet. Not, don't do it in real life either. But I meant internet, um, because you'll be there all day and your soul gets sucked away, which is where I am right now. Um, Dance and sing and draw some rainbows, and uh, we hope you are all doing very well. And we hope you remember that wherever you are is exactly where the universe wants you to be. Don't hitchhike. <laughs>